That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tribune Audio Network. And now, The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your score podcast, week four edition for the Illinois side of the river. Monday night, talking some real Monday night football, high school football with Brian Stocking, Celia Palermo, and Corey Cuffler. We are officially a third of the way through the regular season. Time flies when you're having fun. And Greg's missed two of these in a week, two <laughs> weeks in a row now. Let's just, let's just put that out there, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's in for the reacts. He loves the reacts, the instant re- reacts ones, but... It is, a, cra- it is crazy, though, to think we are a third of the way done in the regular season. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's like less about, it doesn't seem that long ago that we were just starting the season, and now we're... We were three uh, weeks ago. <laughs> I know, it, seem, it doesn't <laughs> yeah, seem like, it, it seems like it was I last know week. Saying, like yeah. yesterday, it seems like we were running around doing previews, and next thing you know, we're uh, a third of the way through the season. Um, a lot of good football in week three. If you kind of want to get caught up with what happened a lot week three, it's still relevant. Go check out the Score Instant Reacts podcast right here. Um, you can check it out on all your... Um, podcasting uh, formats and platforms as well. So make sure you check that out. But um, we move on to week four, and we'll start on the Illinois side in the Western Big Six. And it was a great game we talked all about last week, Rocky and Moline. Moline comes out on top. They kind of take the the first step forward and maybe a three-peat in the Western Big Six. A long season left to be go, to go. Now Moline goes on the road. Very confident bunch. 2-1 on the season, 1-0 in the Western Big Six. They head to Alleman, who's who's been struggling, struggling with injuries, and, and now 0-3 on the season. Yeah, and Moline really ran through Rock Island. They ran for 468 yards in that game. Abubakar Berry, 204 yards rushing, three touchdowns. Caden Dryfurst, 227 yards rushing, two touchdowns. And when you look at Alleman, they, they stopped Sterling's passing attack but they couldn't stop their rush attack. Cooper Wellman, ha- Wellman had 88 yards rushing. Noel Aponte had 90 yards rushing. Four, five touchdowns rushing. And I'm not sure that Almond's going to be able to slow down the Moline uh, rushing attack. Dazzle, this will be the last time I talk to you uh, this week because <laughs> yeah, Moline, it is. Moline and Almond playing each other. So. It is rivalry. It used to be a better rivalry than <laughs> <laughs> it did. for me back in the day. But um, this, is, this is a game that if, if Almond can pull things together and get a win, Wow, huge turnaround turnaround for them. I don't know if that's going to happen. Moline, Moline's so good right now. They have so many people on both sides of the ball that can just flat out play. And I think what's more impressive is how well their defense is playing. Yeah, they gave up 28 points to Rock Island and probably, honestly, should have lost that game. Rock Island had the ball inside the 20 twice and had penalties that moved them back to midfield. So there's two more touchdowns. They get the 42, they win. 
But Moline's defense is just as good as their offense. I think uh, Allman will have their hands full on Friday night. Yeah, the, the frustrating thing for Allman is, is simple numbers and injuries will catch up on you. They lost Ma- Max Contreras for the year, blew up his knee against uh, Assumption, and then last week they had to play Nate Sheets at quarterback. And Nate's a fantastic football player, really good running back, and, and did well at, at, at quarterback for, for what he can do. But both quarterbacks out for concussion purposes last week for Allman. We'll see if they can get a little bit healthier uh, and give them credit because Sterling's a really good football team, and that's actually the closest they've played Sterling in, in a couple, in the years. couple years. Yeah, last right. three years. So, so I mean, I think it was a step forward for Alleman considering the injuries and considering who they were playing. And Sterling's going to beat a lot of people this year. But with that being said, it's going to be a tough task on Friday night. That game is at Augustana. It's a seven. 30-ish, 745, yeah. I think, because of the, the football team takes the field until about 515, the uh, the Augustana football team. So before the freshman game can start, um, Augustana's on there a little longer. And Mike Morrissey going for his 12th straight Western Big Six win. They, I believe their record is 13, is, is the most Moline's ever won. I believe the overall record, is it 14? Is that right, Stock? I think maybe 16. 16, okay. That, and that, that's right. Cause the I big think, Boblet years? Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, would, it would end up being bo- when they played years. Sterling. It would be that game for them to get the 16. Yeah, so, yeah, no, so um, a big night in the Western Big Six starts off there. We mentioned uh, Sterling, impressive. Once again, they're 3-0 in the season. We talked live to Coach Schlemmer um, on the score, um, loving his Tootsie Pops and loving his football team, <laughs> loving his quarterback. Cooper Woman played really well, continues to play really well. They now go on the road for their second Western Big Six game, and it's a familiar foe, former conference rival, and I guess still conference rival Geneseo. Geneseo three and zero in the season. It hasn't been, maybe they haven't been tested maybe the, by, as much as other teams, but they're three and zero in the season, and now they get a chance to you know make a real statement against uh, Sterling on Friday night. Here's that test right there. Talk about uh, how well this game is, though. I mean, Sterling has been playing really well. Geneseo's been playing really well. It's been a long time since they've both been 3-0 and heading into this game. Sterling has owned this series recently. They've just run past Geneseo, I want to say, over the past three or four years. They've is that right, Stock? They've four, and yeah. in the last three, they've scored 43 or more in each you just, one. Did you, you see him perk I mean, up? Uh, he, when, you, when I said when that, yeah, said he, was, that. he was all over. But um, this, this is an intriguing game because Sterling is not as – I guess as much firepower as they've had the past couple yeah, years. Explosiveness. Still, yeah, explosiveness, yeah. but they've been able to get it done. Geneseo has a great complement of running backs. So you have you can't just focus in on one guy, which is what you've probably been able to do over the past couple of years with Geneseo. So Sterling may have their hands full here. I still like Sterling in this matchup, but, man, it's going to be a fun game. Geneseo is so deep at running back. You talk about Kyle Hofer, P.J. Mosier, then against, Gen- against Galesburg. Mason Jones runs for over 100 yards, two touchdowns. This game is not just the game of the night in the Western Big Six. It may be one of the best games in the entire state of Illinois. I think Jesse is going to use this game as a measuring have you stick. Lo- have you looked at all games in the state of Illinois? There's probably a game that's yeah. better. Well, Come I'm going to say, I'm gonna, I really am. You know how stacky is. I know, little, I know. I really think when you look at this, this is a measuring stick game for Geneseo. If they win this game, not only are they back, but they're in the driver's seat to win the Western Big Six. If they lose by a possession or maybe 10, 12 points, they're, they're, they're recuperating, and they might, they'll definitely make the playoffs have a strong run. They get blown out in this game. Was it the 3-0? and only one loss, though, if you lose. Was it a mirage? Was that 3-0 and oh start? No. Really them coming back, or was it more of a mirage? No. You know, was it built on no, three, competition? Three games, that was 
three games probably say more than one game. So the no. one game would be a mirage. The three uh, games would be a little more but, substance. But the question is, you know, you look at the three opponents, and were they really that great? The only, one, the only that one that I would say was a cupcake for them would have been in week two against Chicago Lakeview. Sh- yeah. uh, Chicago Noble is a good football team. Um, they're two and one right now in the season. And I think so I think Galesburg's an improved football team. Now, what I'll say about this is the winner of this game, Geneseo and Sterling, neither one of them will be in the driver's seat to win the Western Big Six after this game. It's still more uh, to lose. I th- it has how, to how would how would the winner of this game be in the driver's seat with four with three game with heck not even that almost five games left the five because games left to be played. You've already beaten one of the top opponents. Yeah, but you still have to play Rock Island. You still have to play yes, but you, Sterling. But you, you don't have to play either. Moline. If you're Geneseo, you don't have to play Sterling. If you're Sterling, you don't have to play yes, Geneseo. It's, it's, it's obviously a big game in the winner that takes a step forward, but they're not in the driver's seat. Uh, the I driver's seat be. means they control their own destiny. I think they'd still be in the driver's seat. Okay, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah. Help us, Celia. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're alone on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it will be a great game. Great atmosphere in Geneseo. It's a great atmosphere every time you go there. Um, and, and you mentioned that last year still motivates this year. And if they want to make it a statement to say Geneseo football is back, you go toe-to-toe with Sterling. I don't even know if you have to beat them. I don't think so either. I think if you I can... I think if you put up a fight and you score some solid points and show what you got, even if you lose it, yeah. it's still a statement that you can compete with a team of that level. Yeah, I mean... Which I said. I said if they lose by, say, a possession or 10, 12 points... They're on the. They're recuperating. They're not all the way back Genesee. to be Geneseo as Geneseo. I don't know. But they're still Geneseo, not all in caps. Though. I don't even understand what that means. <laughs> if they win, they're Geneseo, if, but they're not Geneseo. If, but if they win, the they could I'm be Geneseo. At, the, the way I'm looking at Geneseo's uh, schedule right now, there's two more for sure winnable games on their schedule probably. Yeah. So that gets them to five, which puts them playoff yeah. eligible, which is one game better than they were last year. So already they're a better team than they were last yeah, year. Yeah, and you'll have to – and obviously that's – that that's one hundred percent true, but out in Geneseo, they're not looking for five. No, they're no. not. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but it's a lot. It's it's better off than what they were last year. So, um, a big game. It'll be interesting to see how good Geneseo is this year round. Stock brings up some good points. Have they been tested? Stock brought up a good point. Have they been tested? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what it, what happens. Sterling and Geneseo. That's a seven thirty ish kick. Sterling is out nine in and Geneseo. three. Seven actually. This seven. Yes. Yeah, so. okay. Sterling is nine and three in their last twelve minutes against Geneseo. Yeah, I mean they've they've done a they've done a really good job uh, controlling the series, and there were some of those games that were close in recent years. The games haven't been close, so it'll no, be interesting no, to see how, if they can, like like Celia said, keep things close, play well. Uh, heck, a victory would be fantastic. So all eyes and on all eyes will be on Geneseo come Friday night. Other games in the Western Big Six Cup. You talked about Rock Island and and a near miss last week, and they've had two near misses in three weeks. They're one and two on the season. They're one of the better one and two football teams you're going to find. They can get healthy. They go back home, and and it's one of those things that they've been up for so for three straight games. I mean, they've had big opponents coming to Rock Island, and then obviously the rivalry game, and then they see United Township on their schedule. And this is no knock at United Township, but making sure your kids stay up, making sure your kids look at this as just a big a game as it was last week or against Metamora. Um, Rock Island's impressed me. I've seen them twice. I didn't see them against Moline, but they're a really good football team. They'll be in the mix of this Western Big Six, regardless if Stockpile thinks the championship game is tomorrow, <laughs> this week against Geneseo and Sterling. Um, 
it'll be a big game for them just to get back on track, get that feel-good vibe for them. And then on the other side of things, United Township's taking steps and making progress. It didn't show last week in the final score, but they played better. They've got a victory under them. I loved Coach Welch's. Oh, uh, it was It was really, really good. So an intriguing match with Rock Island. But all things said, Rock Island has a chance to get healthy, get back on track, and get a needed victory to get back to 500. Rock Island really impressed me against Moline. Uh, everybody knew what Davion Wilson could do. Uh, their quarterback, Reese. Um, Eli, Eli Reese. Eli Reese. Fantastic quarterback. Very good, as Stocking would like to say, as RPO, run-pass option quarterback. There's times when you don't know it reminded me, Matt, Dazzle, you're going to remember this, Ben Sparkman. Yeah. That, that's the guy that I, when I saw him on Friday night, that's exactly who I thought of because he was one of those guys that half the time you didn't know if he had the ball or if he actually handed it off because he's rolling out. He's a tough runner. He can throw it a little bit. This is a, this is a game that is a must win for Rock Island if United Township were to happen to get this one because we know history. UT has always somehow played Rock Island really close. Yeah, that's true. And did steal a few games back um, probably about 10, 10 or so years ago, um, which seems like a long time ago, and, and it is. We're old, buddy. We We're are. Old. We are. But <laughs> this is a game that Rock Island needs to win. They've put up at least 35 points in every game except for the game against Moline. So, again, I, I expect nothing less out of them. Their speed is what's going to give United Township fits. United Township has lost 39 games in a row in the Western Big Six. The last time they won, at Rock Island Rock in 2011. Island. So almost 10 years. But I don't think that's going to happen this time. They're 1-13 in the last 14 against the, pan against the Rocks. Um, here's the thing. Eli Reese ran for more yards than Davion Wilson did. He also had ran for more touchdowns than Davion Wilson did. Davion. Davion, 83-68 to 68 and 2-1. to one. So I think for Rock Island, that, that bodes well. And when you look at what happened, you had Lucas Reese throw for 192 yards last week for Quincy and four touchdowns, which was more than Adante Kreiner. And Kreider, Kreider, come on. Kreider. All right. And I think that when you see what Eli Reese can do, I think Eli Reese could have another big week uh, against the UT secondary. And they're still going to use two quarterbacks. It's not It's not set on Eli Reese is just going to be the guy. Yeah, Devin Swift's I mean, been really good this year, they're, too. They're just gonna, yeah. It just happened to be that Eli was more effective in that game against Moline. So, Yeah, it'll be a good matchup. Um, as we mentioned, Rock Island a chance to get healthy once again. And United Township continuing to grow, continuing to move on, continuing to get better. One other game in the Western Big Six, Galesburg hits the road for Quincy. I was impressed with Camp Quincy last week because I think United Township is an improved football team, and everyone kind of wondered what Quincy was. Brock's son and, and at the at that little brother up in, in Ames. And uh, don't shake your head at me, Stock. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Um, so, and, and you mentioned Kreider's a fantastic running back. They, they've been putting up big points. They put up big points at the Sobol. Now Galesburg goes down there. And, and Galesburg played good last week. Mm -hmm. Galesburg gave Geneseo all they couldn't want and then some. They lost by seven points, and they're an improved football team. They're absolutely an improved football team. They already have the amount of wins that they got last season. They went one and eight last season. Yeah. They're one and two right now. It seems that this program is kind of turning the corner. You know, they're they're playing a lot better. They're 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 just not the team that they were last year. They've it looks in, like they've been in two football games. I mean, they're yep. two losses. They against two good programs. Dunlop. And, 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 and Geneseo. So they've, they've been in, they were tied yeah. late against Dunlap in week one, and they, they play Geneseo, a story program, to, to a seven point game. So, yeah, I, like you said, go ahead. It's showing that they can hang. You know, they're not just going to roll over. They can hang, and they can put up a fight. You know, mm -hmm. they're one and two right now, but, you know, I think uh, they're, they're reaching a point where they're, 
they're seeing progress. Yeah. Progress. Absolutely, absolutely. So they go down to Quincy. Uh, Quincy, a good football team that we, we saw last week. We'll see we'll see where Quincy fits in this little puzzle because we've talked a lot about Moline and Sterling and Geneseo Rock Island and where does Quincy kind of fit in? And if, yeah. if people are sleeping on them too much, and it's always a tough road trip to go down there and play and all that kind of stuff. So we'll have highlights from our good friend Chris Dewar um, of Galesburg and Quincy coming up this Friday in the score. Quincy so far offensively has been hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Obviously yeah. week one they put up 74. Uh, week two only 12 against Alton, which is a team Moline beat. And then 55 against United Township. They're giving up points, 22 and 21, again in those last two weeks. But can they offensively continue that and defensively still get better is what I'm looking to see against Galesburg. Because Galesburg is a very formidable foe. Quincy has scored 137 points in the last three meetings against Galesburg. And Rich Little, the Quincy coach, just moved into fifth all-time in the Western Big Six in uh, conference wins in the Western Big Six. Quincy's a pretty good ball club. Galesburg, very game effort the last in their two losses. They, they're going to give Quincy a game, but I'm not sure they'll be able to pull them off. Um, let's move to the Three Rivers, and the Three Rivers has been entertaining all season. Um, some of the best games each Friday night come from that conference. Last week we had you know, Kiwani and Newman going down to the wire with Kiwani almost pulling the upset. They're 1-2 and two on the season, and they're a really good 1-2 and two football team. Obviously, everybody's going to talk about the, the big matchup and, and Orion, Rock Ridge, um, or Orion beating Rock Ridge, and, and a game that was a, a bigger margin than I think we all thought. I thought that would be a, cr- a closer ball game. Yeah. Um, Orion making a statement offensively and defensively, winning um, 19 to nothing, and, and Celia, you uh, uh, have been out in Orion a little bit, and that game was yeah. fun on the field, but your story that you did with the young man that they're giving back for and, and trying to raise money for and trying to support was a cool thing as well. Absolutely, and I think what stands out about this is that obviously Rockridge and Orion are rivals, but yeah. for this game, for that moment, they put that aside and they come together and they were raising money for um, his treatment, so his name is Xander Carlson, he's 14, he's a freshman, he has a brain tumor, it's not cancer, but they honored him at the tackle for cancer game that they do every year um but it it was just really cool to see you know rivals who you know you think so much about the heated rivalry on the football field but they come together for a bigger cause than than just that i was more surprised that it was very one-sided yeah i mean we knew both teams were pretty equal coming in Mm -hmm. orion obviously played much better yeah don't take anything away from rock ridge orion's the reason why rock ridge didn't score their defense is fantastic Offensively, we know what they can do. Um, this was a this was a pretty good win for that for Chip Fillers Club. That kind of makes a statement in the Three Rivers, saying, "Hey, I know we lost a lot, but we're back. We're not. We're, we're done reloading. That's three weeks in. We're done reloading. Now it now it's welcome Princeton to town." And, boy, are they going to have their hands full with Rondé Worrells. Yeah, it should be a really good game, and that's, that's what we'll start awesome. things off for this week. And do you think Chip listens to the podcast? I heard somebody, say, that. <laughs> I heard, I heard somebody say that he, he said he listened. I can't remember where he said that, but, I mean, I heard, a little birdie I heard that he, he does listen. So, um, yeah. And we mentioned it, Rondé Worrells, a really good running back. Princeton playing really good football right now. Their only loss of the season was a, a road loss at Newman, in which they led 21-10 to 10 at one point, ended up losing, or, uh, being outscored 15 to nothing to end the football game. So uh, Princeton's a really good football team. Orion goes on the road. They've been on the road once this year. They went to down to Monmouth Roseville in week one and, and got an impressive victory up there. We'll see if they can hit the road. And uh, Princeton's been really fun this year to watch. Two state-ranked teams going at it, too. So that, that's going to make it fun as well. Orion has played Princeton seven times and never lost to Princeton. They're 7-0. When you look at this game, though, Rondé Worrells last week ran for four touchdowns against St. Bede. 
But Orient's defense, oh, oh my goodness, five turnovers they forced, three interceptions, and of course they've got uh, a great quarterback. You know they keep getting those great quarterbacks in Orient. Ryan Youngworth, very good. Yeah. Now, now, now put it all together faster. Ryan Youngworth, who threw, for, <laughs> who threw for 151 yards, two touchdowns. Colby Schultz had 75 re yards receiving a touchdown. But the only question for Orion, they only had 64 yards of rushing. They were held to 64 yards and got outrushed by Rockridge. They've got to improve but the running game. nothing is all that matters. Yeah. Was, was right. this the game last year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Logan Lee had seven sacks? I think, I think it was. Yeah, against I, think so. I think against Pr Princeton last year he had seven wow. sacks in the game. Princeton's probably very happy he's not playing yeah, this year. So there's still, a lot of teams. But, um, yeah, so I'm just curious as how how Orion's defense steps up to the challenge of facing a, a really state-caliber uh, running back in Rondé Worrells. It'll be a fun night at, at Princeton. 7 o'clock start at Orion and Princeton. Elsewhere in the Three Rivers, you have um, key, or, excuse me, you have Sterling Newman going on the road for the second straight week. They They got everything they wanted and then some from Kiwani. Kiwani is a fun football team. We'll talk about them in just a little bit. But Newman, 3-0. They've been tested more in the first three games than I remember any Newman team being tested. But they're passing these tests. They're moving on. Road victories in this conference are not easy. I think Newman kind of spoiled their fans and us maybe the last couple, the last quite some time because they've made things look so easy. In this conference, it's never easy. And they're still winning football games, but it's not as easy as it used to be for, for Newman. They go on their own and take on a Bureau Valley team that's been struggling a little bit of late. Yeah, Newman rushed for 303 yards last week against Kiwani, which was their season best, which was more than they had in the first two games combined. Bureau Valley played Fulton, and it was Katie bar the door early. Yes! That's Fe our first Katie bar the door. It was. Are you wondering what that means at all, Celia? No, I've heard it once before the last time we did this podcast. And you didn't understand Still, what it yeah. mean then, did and it? And I don't think I ever will. Fulton, <laughs> Fulton outrushed Bureau Valley 416 to 60. Okay, but this Bureau Valley team they're rebuilding still. This is not the team. Right, and they had two their top two players injured also. Yeah, and it's Coach Matt Pistol's first year as head coach, but I think if anyone's going to be the one to turn this Bureau Valley program around, it's going to be him. I just don't think it's going to be this year. Yeah, it's going to take some time. I think he's kind of in the same rebuilding mode as some other programs we've kind of talked about, and oh. it'll be a tough test. I mean, it should be a great atmosphere in Bureau Valley, but Newman coming to town when you're yeah. when you're struggling a little bit already, um, uh, Newman Newman should should do pretty well this week. Last year, Newman laid seventy five on Bureau Valley. I, I can tell you, Coach Kretzmer doesn't care if they win by one or if they win by four. Win. He's three and zero as a head coach, and yep. that's all that matters to him right now. And and the Newman faithful are excited about that. A really good matchup is the the battle for the wooden shoe. One of the best. Rivalries, the best trophy. The wooden shoe. Ooh, battle for the right. wooden shoe. So, all right, so she doesn't understand the battle for the wooden shoe. So it's between Fulton and Morrison. In Fulton, they uh, have a windmill. They have Dutch days up there. Clogs are made out of wooden shoes. You should know this, right? You know this. No. No, you don't know this. So anyway, it's a. It's just the trophy. It's a trophy game. So they have a. a it's battle. a shoe. It's a wooden shoe because clogs are made out of wood. You kind of want to go to the game now, don't you? Greg's I kind of want to try on yeah, those shoes. Greg, Greg's it. <laughs> Are you Greg's gonna, <laughs> only, only if you uh, Irish dance and then will you, can right. you try them on. Very That's different from clogging. <laughs> Very different. You, you are an Irish dancer, aren't I you? I sure am. We sure gotta, am, but it's different We than have clogging, to work folks. that into the score some week. 
<laughs> Do you, I need I, my mom to ship my shoes? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm surprised you don't and have them. Yet. And I'm no, pretty proud. And I'm proud of you that you said your mom school. ship your shoes because that could be a tongue. <laughs> that could be a little tongue twister. <laughs> I think she shoes. should send video of this. There is video. There I'm is sure. no video actually uh, because be video. This, I danced before. Like taking cell phone videos was a huge deal. I mean, yeah, we have pictures, but we don't have cell phone video. We don't need video when you can do it live on the store. <laughs> there you go. That's true. This you know, is going to happen. This needs to happen. Yeah, we'll just pop up the BAM shot. Yeah, you and can. I'll just take the floor. Yes. See? <laughs> there we go. Anyway, rough. back she to the like, football. Sounds like she's Facebook in. Facebook Live. <laughs> sounds like she's in. All right. So, anyway, back to this game. Morrison. Wow, what a team they are. 3 and 0 to start the season. Yeah. Very impressive. I, I, I remember doing the preview and we talked about it. I was like, man, I think they might be good. They're really good. Very, very impressive. They, they have. Uh, the ability to pass the ball, they have the ability to run the ball, and a lot of those guys are playing both ways. This is, this is a senior class that kind of took their lumps last year, or yeah, they took their lumps last year as juniors. Now they're ready just to to prove that Morrison is back where it needs to be. 2011 was the last time they really made a deep run and actually won state in 2011. It's been a few years since they they've uh, made it back to the playoffs. That was goal number one for this team was get back in the playoffs prove that they belong, and so far they've done that. This this is going to be one heck of a game. They've only allowed 16 points through three games. That's pretty awesome. Well, and I think that's the, we, we've seen their, their speed, we see their offense, we see the highlights, but we're sleeping on their defense. Yeah. They, they do really well against Sherrard, and then last week uh, doing a very good job getting the job done against a Riverdale team that had just put up 35 points the week before. Right. So um, impressed with what they do on both sides of the football. They get a victory this week. They're one win away from Matt, from from being in back in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What did they win total last year? Uh, three, two, I believe. Yeah, I thought it was two, two and seven. Two so and they've seven. already yeah. surpassed last year's win total. Um, on the other side of things, Fulton, you know, has struggled week one, and people kind of stepped back and said, "Wait a minute," and then they've just quietly gotten back to work, and they've quietly won football games. And the fanfare might not be there as it was at the beginning of the year, but Fulton is quietly winning football games, quietly playing better football. And that's going to be a team come playoff time. They're going to be in the playoffs and making plenty of noise as well, I this believe. This was a team, if you remember, when we did our, our preview podcast. We all picked Fulton to win this, this side, side of the... Or, or, or compete at or least. Or compete yeah. at least. I think well, it might have been still Newman, but then Fulton was right there. And this is a team that, like you said, week one, it's gone. I don't it's remember gone. anything from that podcast about the Three Rivers except for Stockpile picking Orion to go 0-9. No. I, I, I remember that. that. You're crazy. I remember you, that. You have faulty <laughs> memory. Fulton um, got three of their starters back last week, uh, including Kyler Pe- uh, Pessman at running back. And when you look at Morrison last week, the, the Mustangs galloped for 222 I yards. I see what you did Man, there. did you write that or did this just come to you? It came to me. Wow. You totally <laughs> but, wrote it. You but, thought it in the shower before no, this podcast. But the Rams, not the, what we're going to be talking about. The Rams last week, Riverdale led 3 nothing and a half, and Morrison came out in the second half and shut the door on him. Morrison's defense is legit. This is going to be an excellent game, an epic game. Morrison is 27-15 in the battle for the shoe, 14-7 at home, and it's at, and it's in Morrison. Shutting the door is different than Katie bar- barring the door. Yes. Okay, just double-checking. There's a lot of door stuff. <laughs> I just want to make sure I get <laughs> everything on. So, yeah, that'll be a really good game, and it's such a good game that Greg Armstrong's already shotgunned it. He wants he's already to make, requested. Yeah, he wants to go to that one as well. So, And then another really good game is Riverdale and Rock Ridge. Rock Ridge 2-1 and one on the season. They lost last week 19 to nothing, but the season's not over. It was just one loss. They move on. There's another day. They look to regroup and rebound. And then you have a real Riverdale team that's 1-2 and two on the season, but they're another really good 1-2 and two football team. And both teams 
need this football game. As, as Stockpile would dramatically say, this is a much must win for both games. It's not for both, but it's it's an important for the for especially for Riverdale to do what they've done and to play the football they've played. They don't want to look back after four games and see a one and three record. So they need to go on the road and get the job done against Rock Ridge. Rock Ridge would like to bounce back as well. For Riverdale, last week they held Morrison for 28 minutes without a touchdown. And they, there was, and they could have gone up 10 nothing at halftime. They squandered a great scoring opportunity right before the half, and the momentum sort of uh, drifted away at that point. For Rockridge, last week th- was not a vintage performance. They only had three. They had three interceptions, five turnovers. They really didn't do much on offense. Their defense played well against Orion, but they, their offense has got to uh, produce some points. In this series, though, the last time Riverdale beat Rock Ridge was in 1983 at the Ridge. Um, Rock Ridge has won the last nine meetings of the regular season. Riverdale did get them in a playoff game, but, the, but the, that's different than the regular season. It is. So it is those two teams, Orion, or excuse me, Riverdale and Rock Ridge going head-to-head at 7 o'clock out in the Ridge, out in, the, in Edgington. Some people believe that their school is in Taylor Ridge. It is not. What, there's no town called Rock Ridge? No, there's not a what? town called Rock Ridge I've been Ridge driving either. out there for 19 years. Exactly. I, s- I, should get, I should do that game so I can stop by home. <laughs> right by, yeah, that's right off it the is, launcher it, pad, it right? I may do that. Um, <laughs> other really good games in the conference, we mentioned Kiwani and, Mor- and Monmouth Roseville. 1-2 and two versus 0-3, and, and I, it's just that, that's the frustrating part about right now with high school football is because these are two football teams. And then after three weeks, they have one victory combined, which is, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, I'm wondering if, if, I doubt it, but Monmouth-Roseville, if confidence is kind of catching up with them. I mean, two heartbreaking losses, and then they go on the road and have to face a really good Hall team. They need to get back home, get those juices flowing again. They play better at home anyways. Um, but Kiwani comes to town, and they've taken um, Newman to the wire and, and, and Orion to the wire in back-to-back weeks. They've lost by combined two points, right? Yeah. It, no, I no, should say that. It was a uh, late touch. Eight, eight and, uh, eight eight and, and one, one, nine eight points. Eight and one, one but yeah. that eight came, they were tied with yeah. 17 seconds left or 18 seconds left to go. Right. So um, should be a good matchup. It doesn't pop out on you on paper with yeah. the records, but should be a fun football game. Well, if you look last week at what Kiwani did, it was the Kayvon Russell's show. Come on, I'm sorry. And he's also a score. He's a score standout. Score standout. Really is. Well, it was a standout performance. I mean, four touchdowns and all in a different way. He had a kickoff return to open the game for a touchdown. He had a TD reception, a t- TD run, and then a pick six. And, I mean, Kiwani was very close to putting, uh, Kiwani, uh, putting Newman out to pasture, and they could not do so. Well, <laughs> don't, don't laugh at him. This is why we pay him the huge money. They're putting teams out to pasture. See, you're just you're just like young. He uses the old terms. You use terms like lit. Yeah, and, and swag and swag and he don't uses, make. You've said those words more in your lifetime since I've been here than ever you're before. He uses cool. out the pasture and Katie bar the door. Far. Yeah, so that's that's all. That's the only difference. Celia has made me this, young again. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> this, this, this boom. This will be. This will be a fun game. This will be a fun game. This is a game that Mama. If there's ever a game that is a must-win, yeah. this is a must-win for Monmouth Roseville. Yeah. You can't go, you can, but you can't go your first no, four no. and lose. Prince, this program. And Princeton's still on the and Princeton's, and still Princeton's still on the, on the yeah. So you not need that they're going to gonna win, lose that game. You but that's need a tough game. to win this game if you're Monmouth Roseville. They've got too many offensive weapons to be zero and three. They've been too close to be zero and three, but 
Sometimes it's just the way things shake They're out. Run, Last year they got all those wins that were the close games. So sometimes it just it just turns around that way. Their run defense has to get better. They gave up 370 rushing yards to Hall. They can't. They that's that's a recipe for losing. If you're doing that, you might as well Katie bar the door. It Please, was Katie bar the door there in, the in Hall. Um, also in the um, in the Three Rivers, it is Hall. At Erie Prophetstown, both teams coming off impressive big victories last week, so we'll see if they, which team can get the momentum going in the right direction. That's a very intriguing game. You look at what Erie Prophetstown did to Sherrard. Eric Robinson had three total touchdowns. They really ran the ball hard on Sherrard. This is going to be whoever runs the ball best is going to win that game. And, go ahead, Kyle. I was impressed with uh, Eric Robinson and Erie Prophetstown. Uh, he had uh, two touchdown passes um, in the last, 30 seconds of the first half to go up 21 nothing at, at the break. So, yeah, pretty pretty good young man. He's actually uh, our, our story this week, our FCA story of the week. Uh, he's headed to the Air Force oh, after, cool. after graduation, so that's pretty cool. But, yeah, he's really excited about the co-op and just basically getting friends through uh, having a, a co-op. He's, he said in the story, he goes, it used to be you're from Prophetstown, you went to the area. It was like, oh, you're from Prophetstown. Yeah. It's not like that anymore, which is, which is kind of cool to see. It's only changed over the last couple of years, but it's kind of cool to see. One last game in the conference. It's a Saturday game. Uh, Sherrard hits the road for St. Bede, so the second straight Saturday game for Sherrard. Reason for that? I think it, it well, if I, it's referee, referee shortage. shortage. Referee shortage. Uh, I would, I think no, this no, no, is. So it, is. No, it is. It is. It is. Is it, it is. homecoming for St. Bede? This is St. Bede always plays their homecoming game Saturday. Is it on, on the Saturday. road? Oh, it is. Yeah. So if it is St. Bede's homecoming, yeah, I think Shroud plays. But I know that Shroud has back-to-back weeks. Yeah. Shroud. Yeah. Last week was because of referee shortage. St. Bede has played which homecoming games they, on Saturdays which for is years. They do. They do do that. They as, and as, uh, uh, Ridgewood. As Ridgewood, yeah. Ridgewood's the other one. Yeah. There's another game this year I want to see because I was told that Shroud has two, two um, games on Saturdays because of the referee shortage. So does Newman. I mean, uh, Riverdale plays Newman on a Saturday due to referee shortage. So, yeah, I mean, and that's kind Either of... Either way, the point, the, point is, the point I wanted to get to is that quit being mean to referees, people. Quit complaining about them on yes. social media. They're going away quickly. Except for Don Omelette. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Don, you can yell at Don <laughs> all you want. Um, let's hit the um, Lincoln Trail. And um, th- really a, a, a good matchup this week. Mercer County goes on the road to A&W. Um, Anwell Weathersfield's been fantastic all year. We talk about them each week. We know how good they are. They go home. They get a home game right now. Mercer County started off the season with a loss to Knoxville. Since then, they have been extremely impressive. They beat Stark County last week. They beat Elmwood Broomfield the week before that. Um, Mercer County is a good football team. How good of a football team are they? Are they good enough to go on the road and knock off Anwell Weathersfield? That's the question for this Friday night. Um, answer real quick, no. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if they did, but... This has been that game. Depending on who you are. Depending, yeah. depending on who you. who's listening. <laughs> who's listening. Um, but no, this, this man, you, how do you go against Anwan Weathersfield in this game? State ranked. They've been putting up points in bunches. Uh, obviously, we've talked tons and tons about Colton Quagliano, but their defense is just as good. So, I mean, th- this is a team that Mercer County would be a huge statement win for them to show, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe we are back. Maybe we're neat where we need to be. But. Man, I don't know, going on the road, it's, it's a tall task to go to Anwan Weathersfield and get a win. Yeah, and you look at what they did last week to United. They won 48-7. They're not happy about that performance. Ju- uh, Julian Samuels. Yeah, had, I wouldn't be happy either if we won by that many. Julian, no, they were there. I was reading uh, reports from that game that they were not happy with their performance in that game. Julian Samuels had two interceptions. They forced three turnovers. And here's the thing. In the last six meetings with Mercer County, the Golden Eagles have been held to 14 points or less in five of them and are one in four, and the Titans have won the last four meetings. 
So there is, they are very good. So Anaheim Weathersfield's defense always comes up to play in the Mercer County game. Yeah, so it's been a rivalry for a long time. Um, we used to talk so much about Mercer County and Stark County, and and Anaheim Weathersfield kind of just continued to grow and get better and better. And they're 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 the, I mean, they're the the uh, bar the bar they now, set the yeah. bar when it comes to the Lincoln Trail. We'll see he, if Mercer County can go on about Sterling and Geneseo being that game. If you win, you're in the driver's seat. This is that game. In, in the Lincoln, Lincoln Trail. In the Lincoln yeah. Trail. That, the Princeville's still out there for Anawan Weathersfield to play, but if you if you're Anawan Weathersfield and you win this game, you move to four and zero. You yeah. are you yeah. are you are in the driver's the seat. The difference between that yeah. comparison is you're probably right. He wasn't right. When he was <laughs> but other than that, um, a good game in the uh, Lincoln Trail as well is hats off to um, Ridgewood. They're now three and zero in the season. And and uh, Bruce Redding's doing a really good job down there, and and that's that's a, that's a buddy of yours, and you're, you're not giving him much love, saying that that they're not. I, I mean, you're forgetting about the three and O team I, down there. I understand. There. No, they're and they're playing well, but they haven't played the schedule that Anwan Weather yeah. sure. Weathersfield has, and sure. they don't have the history Anwan yeah, Weathersfield has. Is all it is. Nothing against Bruce. I mean, he'll he'll see me. He'll he'll punch me, he'll, he'll punch me in the arm next time he sees me, and all will all will be forgiven. Stark County now goes to Ridgewood, and a and a solid chance for for Ridgewood to start the season 4-0, which would be very impressive for them. You look at uh, Stark County, they've been up and down this year. They scored seven points in their opener, lost. Then they shut out... Um, they shut out... Um, Talk amongst yourselves. 27-0. And then they got shut out by Mercer County. So which, which Stark County team will show up? And Ridgewood, last week, they played Mid-County. That was a game that they lost the year before. 2-0, put that behind them, 122-14. And Logan Nodine had a very good game for uh, this for Ridgewood. He's awesome. He's awesome. Um, and then one other game, um, well, excuse me, a couple other games in the Lincoln Trail. West Central suffered their first loss of the season last week. Now they got to go on the road to a Mid County team that's now one and two, but a good one and two football team needing a victory. So a tough spot for West, for West Central. See if they can, can get back on track after their first loss of the season. Yeah, uh, West Central uh, played well against Princeville. They didn't get blown out, but they just ran out of uh, bullets, and Princeville's got a very good team again. Um, Mid County is one of the last two meetings at home in the series, 104 to 28. You're looking at my card. Why? Just, He's just uh, trying to read your writing, man. You so can't read. I can barely read my own writing. I doubt anyone, uh, anyone else can. It's so weird, man. <laughs> Go, no, just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. On. But yeah, so uh, West Mid County, they're they're one in the last five. Mid County has to have this game. Uh, losing last week to uh, Ridgewood puts them behind the eight ball. What's what's that say? That says Midco five and four overall. No, no, the the the, the top one. Four B. Yeah. What does that mean? That means week four, and it's the B card for the LTC. I've because uh, I put uh, th- up to three games on a card, but when I have four games in a conference, like in the LTC. I split up two and two. So there's an A card and a B card. So do you have to be like one of the best teams not to be on the A card? No. Oh, it's, it's okay. just, just random. Just, okay, just I'm random. not trying to. Just I, make it seriously, sure. it's, it's an intriguing. We should do like a 30 for 30 on this. <laughs> 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 what if a man was so obsessed with high school sports? <laughs> he made he no made cards. He made no cards. <laughs> hey, and binders and had 15 book bags. <laughs> I don't have 15. Just, just two. Four. Three. Four. Two. Two, well, two three. book bags, three two, bu- two three. Brief, briefcases. A briefcase and another okay. half a briefcase. and a, Last a, game in the Lincoln Trail, bags. Princeville and United. United goes to Princeville. I said, did I say Princeville? Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, so, and United 
Squirt. I, we who was down there? It was Greg, Greg was down there last week, and they throw it a lot. They throw it a lot, which was kind of surprising for him. Struggled against Dan Juan Weathersfield. We'll see if they can go on the road. Princeville's still a good football team. I know they lost your your guy from last Adam year, Adam Snedden, but they've been they've they've doing it by committee. And when you talk about uh, United last week, they threw the ball forty-seven times. Declan Flynn is their quarterback, and he had forty-seven pass attempts. Forty-seven pass attempts. Yep. Holy cow. In one game. Did uh, he ice right afterwards? Um, 116 yards and a touchdown in that game for uh, United. United's rebuilding. Uh, this would be a major statement if they would upset Princeville. Princeville's averaging just about 42 points per game. Yeah, like I said, it would be a major upset, and it would be a major statement that United's uh, well on the way to recovery. Uh, other games, that's the Lincoln Trail. Other games that will kind of pop up real quick and kind of talk about. Upstate Illini, Stockton is at Galena. Um, Milledgeville goes to Lanark, Eastland, Pearl City. Um, West Carroll, uh, 2-1 on the season. Yep. Except for their first loss last week. Last week they lost 8 nothing to Eastland, Pearl City. So a, a close game, a, a good football team. West Carroll, they go on the road to Amboy this they week. They got to clean up three turnovers. Um, you mentioned East Dubuque. That's a tough game for them to go on the road. Uh, it would be a good win for them, too, to uh, beat Freeport-Aquin. And then other games, uh, A-Town is on the road at Atlanta West. Atlanta West is down a little bit this year. See if A-Town can, can get a, pick up another victory. A-Town uh, picked up a win over Martinsville last weekend on Saturday. Uh, Martinsville was forced to forfeit the game to A-Town. I'm not sure why, but they, uh, A-Town got the forfeit victory. They're 2-1. The, Knoxville's having a good season. They're on the road at, at South uh, Fulton Co-op. Um, we'll see if Knoxville can continue their winning ways. I believe Knoxville is state ranked as well. I believe they I were 10th last week. I don't know if they moved up yet. The, the new polls aren't out yeah, yet. Yeah, they've, they been, were tenth. they've been extremely impressive. But they first uh, gets to Line West. They forced four turnovers, five three and outs, and also they uh, held uh, the Chargers to only 50 yards of uh, total offense. Really good on both sides of the ball. 110 points scored and only 14 given up this year. Um, Rock Falls goes on the road to Stillman Valley. Um, Eight-man football, Ridge, River Ridge is at home against Alden Hebron. You're looking at me like you're going to say something. Uh, just to get back to Rock Falls, sure. they're 0-8 lifetime against Stillman Valley. And the when was the last time they beat Stillman Valley? Never. Okay. And the fewest points that Stillman Valley's put on them, 30. The last uh, at home in the series. Stockwell. There are 145, 145 points to 50. It's a local podcast. We want people to listen. You got to say positive things. I think Rock Falls is improving. They played Byron Tough. They're one and two. They played Byron Tough. I'm just giving the historical <laughs> significance. So when they upset Stillman Valley, then... Yeah. Ooh, there it is. Oh, Did you just call your shot? No. <laughs> But I said, if they be upset Stillman Valley, then you know they'll have uh, a lot of historical significance there. Stockpile, am I missing anything? Uh, not really. I don't think so, no. Did I do a good job? Uh, except when you were playing that uh, tape of the Iowa State uh, punt return that went uh, over was major fail. Over and over again? Yeah, that was major fail. Oh, Stockpile. How was Ames? Was great. I'm not saying this to be, I mean. It was, a, it was a, long, a very long day. We had two, uh, two uh, delays. Yeah, we know what happened. <laughs> Game started at three. I didn't get after. Did you didn't see get Silly at all? Yes. Yes. No we way. Talked, we had a second we ta- weather delay. We talked to each other in the yeah. press box. I nice. went to go get lunch. Well, dinner. It was six o'clock at that point. <laughs> <laughs> second weather delay. Went up and saw stock for. What did they serve in the press box? It was uh, pulled pork. Yeah. Nice. That's legit. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. So now my other question: What time did you leave for the game stocking? I left at four in the morning. We got there around eight. What time did you leave, Celia? 
8.30 and I got there by noon. Plenty okay. of time. Well, but you got to remember, you did say that the uh, parking garages were open at 5, so Stocking was there to open the parking garage. Yeah, no, I was lots, there. yeah the lots were open then. Okay. Hey, hey, what? Like, I, and people I, were tailgating then. I, I, was very, I, had a, I, had, I wasn't sure if I was going to get my parking spot. Who? <laughs> they don't have a spot specifically designed for you? No, and they should, but <laughs> um, who went with you? Uh, Mother Stockpile did. Okay, just Mother Stackpile? Yeah. Okay. She loves, uh, she loves the football, and while the uh, delays were going on, she was, uh, sh- her seats are under the uh, overhang from the upper so deck. So she was high and dry. Yep. Perfect. And uh, then we watched, and then she was not happy with the uh, way we played uh, defense or the special pump teams? return. Yeah, yeah the special, special teams. Special teams was a struggle. It was yep. a struggle. Um, what time did you guys leave? Uh, about qu- quarter to 10 or 10. Okay. Because I have duties in the press box after the game. Said duties. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I knew you would do something. <laughs> um, and then we drove home through the lightning. <laughs> oh my god, that was the worst drive. What time did you leave? Uh, we left around eleven. Who'd I go with, Dazzo? Just yourself, right? No. Oh, t- Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, but you didn't go the whole way with. Did you guys meet? Where'd you guys meet up at? At the outlet mall outside of um, Des Moines Al- in Altoona. Altoona. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Because he had to get a rain jacket at Nike, so He's he was like, "Just dork. meet me at Nike." He's such a dork. <laughs> such a dork, he, so. Hey, it was a good decision to have a yes. rain jacket. Yes, because it was rainy in the press box. He sits the entire time. walk, he carried my tripod, all right? All right, so that works. That, that, that works. That works. Very good at him. Um, high school football is back to that. Um, <laughs> week four of the score comes your way 10.30 this week in WQAD. Um, make sure you guys check out WQAD.com. Vote for this week's score standout nominees. There's a lot of them from the Illinois side of the river. I believe four of the five from the Illinois side, so make sure you check those out as well. Um, also, make sure you uh, check out the podcast, continue to give us feedbacks, subscribe to the podcast. That means it pops up and you'll know when it comes each and every week. Um, and also make sure you enjoy the um, Instant Reacts podcast. We've been getting a lot of positive feedback about that. That's a lot of fun to do. It's, it's weird so because we've been, we've, been, we've been working for like 14 hours and most people want to go home. We like to sit in this little goofy studio and talk about high school football, make fun of stocking. <laughs> And um, I think everybody else likes to listen to that, too. So we appreciate that as well. <clears throat> 10.30, the score, the only... Have I mentioned that? It's the only half-hour show? Like, we're I the only week, station that okay. does an entire half-hour high school football. Yeah, we yeah. need to I didn't. I, I mean, I just would thought how big high school football is around here that somebody would have copied us like they do everything else. But they, they haven't. Nope. So, which is good. So make sure you check out the score, uh, 10.30, only on WQAD. Stockpile, tell them goodbye. So long, everybody. <laughs>